You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 25th of January. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Faddy to discuss recent developments on the financial markets. Morning, John. Morning, Paul. John, since the, since the start of the year, there seems to be a greater sense of risk aversion across all markets. Would you tend to agree with the comment and uh, why would this be the case if so? Yeah, well, we've definitely seen uh, when you talk about risk aversion, uh, equity markets suffer. You know, just in the last week gone by, last week we saw the S&P 500 uh, down nearly 6% on the week. Uh, we saw the NASDAQ, which is more tech heavy index. Uh, in correction territory, down below 10% from its previous high. Uh, so we're definitely seeing risk aversion in markets. I think that when you delve into it a little bit, you can see some of the factors behind it. And one of the things that's happening there is obviously the focus now is on the higher interest rate outlook and the expectation of rate hikes uh, sooner rather than later, uh, and a number of times this year from both the Fed and the Bank of England. So that's a factor there that uh, we're seeing in terms of that sector rotations where certain sectors that did well in a low interest rate environment, but also that did well uh, in the pandemic, given what was at play there, are now starting to suffer as economies uh, have reopened. Restrictions are, are getting eased back. Uh, we're also seeing higher inflation uh, and therefore this consequence of higher interest rates. So we're seeing some sector rotation uh, in markets, which is why is or is, is is evident in the fact that the Nasdaq has, has suffered the most uh, from that risk averse perspective. But though, though, so some sectors are doing better than others. But generally speaking, overall, what you say is correct. We're a bit more risk aversion in markets. On top of that, too, obviously there's a bit of geopolitical risk out there at the moment, yeah. in relation to Ukraine, and then also just in terms of uncertainty for the year ahead. The big focus now for markets is obviously uh, on inflation and the consequences for interest rates. But at the same time, you know, we talked there about sectors. There's some disappointing corporate earnings there recently, uh, which caught the market spotlight and, and weighed on sentiment too. But I think the big thing and the big focus for markets at the moment is just that inflation outlook, whether inflation proves persistent, or whether it falls back, and to what extent do we get these uh, degree of interest rates from some of the uh, interest rate hikes from some of the key central banks. So all that's in the melting pot at the moment, uh, and it just leads to a more you know uncertain uh, and volatile backdrop, even though you know, the COVID risks seem to have uh, abated to a large extent, uh, given the more milder nature of the Omicron. Now, obviously, COVID hasn't go, gone away. Yeah. The focus for markets now is is less so on COVID uh, and more so on the uh, inflation interest rate outlook. And, and then can I ask you, John, just in terms of the currency pairs, the main two currency pairs for customers in AIB would, would be the euro sterling and euro dollar, as you know. We haven't seen a huge amount of movement on the currency pairs when you take into account what you mentioned there about the central banks. And we know that the Bank of England hiked rates uh, at the end of last year uh, and the Federal Reserve and both Bank of England have indicated to what they're going to do this year. Are you surprised that the currencies haven't moved or, or kind of really what's driving the, the lack of movement on currencies and maybe where they go from here? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, in the last couple of weeks, we haven't seen a huge move uh, on currency markets. But if you look back, I suppose, over the last 12 months, what we have seen is you know, the euro lose ground against both the dollar uh, and sterling. So I think a lot of the move has already happened in currency markets around the fact that the Fed and the Bank of England are going to be well ahead of where the ECB is in terms of rate hikes. So if you just uh, take this week compared to 12 months ago, you know, euro sterling is below 84p. Uh, you know, this time 12 months ago, we were closer to 90p. Uh, yeah. Euro dollar 
uh, was above, was in around 122 a year ago. Uh, as we talk in the last couple of days, uh, as we talked this morning, you know, we saw yesterday euro dollar dip below that 113 level and for the last couple of weeks. So we've seen already that move in markets and currency markets through the course of last year, really in the second half of last year, uh, as GDP and activity data picked up as inflation showed that it was probably going to prove more persistent. We yeah. saw currency markets and the euro suffer against both sterling and the dollar because of those, uh, I suppose, pending interest rate differentials. But you're right. In the last couple of weeks, we've seen fairly limited move. You know, euro dollar, you know, as I said, we've tested below 113 over the last 24 hours, but yeah. currently in 113 to 114 level uh, and euro sterling in an 83 to 84p trading range. So we've already seen the move on markets here for that evolving interest rate outlook. And John, can I ask you though, because there was something that I, that I heard you mention recently, which is this disconnect on the uh, from the interest rate side between what the market expects and what central banks have indicated to happen. Is any of that playing any sort of impact on where the currencies are going at the moment, do you think? Well, I think so. When you talk about the disconnect there, it's, 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 it's interesting because when you look at, you know, if you take for the Fed, first of all, so yeah. we look at all three, we look at the Fed, the Bank of England and the ECB. If you take the Fed, so the Fed have guided three interest rate hikes this year in their last projections, which were released in December. Now, the market's pricing in uh, roughly four hikes this year. Okay. So the market's more aggressive than the Fed in the near term. However, further out, the market doesn't think uh, we're going to get the same degree of rate hikes the Fed is saying, because the Fed has three hikes in in its projections for this year, three for next year and two for 2024, which would bring the Fed funds rate up close to uh, just above 2%. Yeah. So when you look at futures contracts, the market thinks US rates may peak below 2%, maybe just get as high as, you know, somewhere in the region 1.75 to 1.875. So the market's not thinking that the Fed will be able to hike to the same extent that the Fed is saying, but the market is more aggressive in the near term. But over the next two to three years, the market doesn't think that we get the same extent of rate hikes as the Fed. So what that tells you is the market probably thinks, you know, inflation, US inflation may start to fall back, but that the US growth after this kind of two year burst we've seen in 2021, 2022 will start to slow as we head into okay. 2023. So you just won't need that degree of, of, of rate hikes there. Then when we look at the Bank of England, it's it's a similar story. The market's now pricing in, you know, basically around 100 base points of tightening. Uh, from the Bank of England this year. And in fact, they have rates peaking next year around 1.375%, okay. which is more aggressive than what the Bank of England are really saying because oh, in the last couple of meetings with the Bank of England, especially last autumn, one thing they've been clear about uh, and they've repeated is they feel that the bank rate at 1% would be uh, a sufficient rate okay. uh, for to meet their inflation objective. But the market's expecting maybe another 40 basis points of tightening above that. And then the ECB is the interesting one. You know, the ECB has been quite clear so far. Do not expect any rate hikes this year. But the market is still pricing in 10 to 15 base points of tightening there uh, from the ECB. But anything we've heard from the ECB over the last, in the early uh, weeks uh, of this year, uh, still holds the view that do not expect any rate hikes. So given that bit of disconnect from markets, uh, you know, it does hold up the possibility of a bit more volatility. And there yeah. be a crossover uh, onto currency markets uh, from that. Now, the disconnect isn't huge. It's like maybe, as I said, the market's got four hikes in in the UK and the US this year, whereas the Fed have, you know, guided three. So it's it's not a massive disconnect, but it still causes a bit of uncertainty out there. The other thing from a currency market perspective, you talked there at the outset about risk aversion. So if we did that, see that become more sustained this year, then what we have seen in bouts of risk aversion is the dollar tends to do well. 
and other okay. currencies such as the Swiss yeah. franc and the Japanese yen. Now, we haven't seen any major play across from that risk aversion in markets onto currency markets at the moment. But if that risk off mood became more embedded and heightened, then you could see some potential impact there. But at the moment, no, currency markets pretty stable. Uh, and the outlook is, you know, when we look at those relative interest rate outlook, you know, the euro is going to struggle for upward momentum against the dollar uh, and against sterling. But a lot of that weakness has already probably been factored in and has already happened last yeah. year uh, and the priced into the markets at the moment. So, you know, when you try to put forecasts on where we're going from here on out, euro dollar around that 112 to, to, you know, 114 level. When you look at euro sterling, the strong support for euro sterling in that 80 to 83p range. So the extent of euro, euro could weaken further from here, but the extent of euro weakness may be more limited because we've already seen that move last year in terms of the euro lose ground against the dollar and against sterling. And, and I know, John, in our recent, um, the the outlook publication for FX and interest rates are kind of the house view in terms of what the range would be for euro sterling, euro dollar is, is slightly trajecting upwards. Is that fair to say as well as the year goes on to the points that you mentioned? Yeah. So as we move into the second half of the year, you know, the midpoint of our trading range is euro dollar in around that that 115 level uh, as yeah. a midpoint of a trading range. So the trading range being in terms of our Q3 uh, for euro dollar would be in the 112 to 118. You know? Okay. So that's where we see it as we get into the second half of the year uh, in terms of euro dollar. From a euro, euro, euro sterling viewpoint, trading range of around, now this is the full trading range, but the midpoint yeah. being around 82 to 83p. As I said, the strong support for euro sterling in that 80 to 83p support levels there. So a trading range in the second half of the year of, in the region of 80 to 86p. Grant. Thanks, John. I just want to touch on um, central banks, John, one more time. And before we just discuss the Fed, because I know there's a meeting this week, you mentioned there, just, just to clarify for customers, that if there was an ECP move, or an ECB move this year, it could be, say, 10 or 15 basis points. But that's onto the deposit rate rather than the refi rate. Would that be right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So if you think about okay. it at the moment, the depot rate is well in negative territory at minus 0.5. So what the ECB would do first is it would start to move the deposit rate closer to zero. And yeah, we start to see the refi rate move. Uh, so the focus in the initial stages will be, will, would be on the deposit rate. So if you look at what's priced into markets, even if it does happen, the market itself isn't expecting anything uh, till you know near the end of this year. So it's got about 10 to 15 base points priced in. So that would leave the deposit rate at minus 0.3, but the, the refi rate would still remain at zero. And you're only really, if you take that view that the ECB will look to reestablish that 25 base points corridor that existed previously yeah. uh, between the refi and the depot, you're probably only going to start to see uh, the refi rate start to move higher as uh, the deeper rate gets closer to zero. So, you know, as the deeper rate gets in the region of minus 10 to minus 20 base points, only at that stage may you start to see the refi rate move up from zero. And anything to expect from the uh, Fed meeting this week, John? Any any event risk? So what we look to see is whether they give any strong guidance on a March rate hike. That's what's priced in at the moment in markets. Markets pricing in the Fed funds rate going to a mid-range of 0.25% in uh, by the end of Q1. So we looked to this week's meeting on uh, Wednesday evening after the close in Europe uh, for some guidance uh, from the Fed. Now, the Fed may be careful to keep their options open and may not yeah. tie themselves to a March update. Uh, Fed Chair Powell is speaking again in February before that March meeting. He's before the U.S. Congress for his semi-annual testimony. So he has, they have a few more weeks uh, uh, so they may just kind of keep their options open this week, uh, you know, guide markets to expect rate hikes. 
but but they may not tie their colors to their masks explicitly yeah. for a march hike and they may use the uh speaking engagements in february to guide the markets and what to expect for, from a march perspective grant uh, okay john many thanks for the updates and a big thanks to our customers colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast to stay up to date with the latest market developments please subscribe to ab's market talk wherever you get your podcasts any thanks Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.